This is Robbie Illuminati, the motherfucking op killer. And your eyes, ears, mind, body, and soul are checking out the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And you can call me your Sherpa because I'm the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can show you the way or even show you how to get up there faster or just more efficiently. And so it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, this man can be found at STWA. You can find this man at EWA. You can find this man at ACWA, Voltage, PWF, Outbreak, and WDWA. This is the handsome devil himself, Jason Drake. Hey, what's up, bud? Good to be talking to you, finally. I feel like we've been trying to schedule this for, like, ever. So, <laughs> the handsome devil, Jason Drake, is finally on the uh, Three Count Podcast. That's, man. See? Like, look, the handsome devil has finally showed up. One half of the founding group known as Riot City. It is an honor to have you here, finally, after a year of trying. <laughs> Hey, man, you know how it is. Life's just, it's crazy. You try to make plans, plans fall through. Then when you're free, I'm not free. When I'm free, you're not free. I know. I got a weird schedule. I apologize. <laughs> we, we have, like, it is It is definitely one of those, like, hit and miss kind of situations. Because it would be funny because, like, even at training, it's like, you're showing up and I'll be leaving. Or I'm leaving, you're showing like <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know. It's the wrestling business. It's never going like it, it feels like it never goes to plan as it were. It just magic happens somehow. Man, it is it is this is like the first time in like anywhere in life, right, that I've been where cards subject to change literally happens all the time. Oh yeah, no, that's like it's it's a saying on the like I feel like it's like always on the flyer, but it's more like life subject to change change if you're a pro wrestler like you just got to be ready to evolve adapt it, it's it's a it's a lesson in adaptability very much it really is it's really and and you're always like you're always being taught like something new but then like you gotta learn it on the fly and if you don't learn on the fly people yell at you and they're like well i showed you how to do the last time I'm like yeah man like i'm just not gonna pick it up <laughs> i mean especially when you're when you're young coming up i feel like you're going like yeah, I mean, I was trying to learn that one new thing we were learning, but I was also trying to make sure that the 20 other things we learned the last month or two stuck and looked better than they did the week before. So you're so bogged down in what you got learned. Someone's like, here's a new nugget. And you're like, I'm still working on what I got. Give me a minute. <laughs> like, listen, man, I can only smoke so much, man. I can't take all this nuggets of knowledge all at once. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It's so like what my friend said, man. He's always like when I was working at GameStop over in um in Georgia, he used to always just ask me the random question, but he'd always be like, How do you eat an elephant? I'm like, Why would I want to eat an elephant? He's like, You do it one bite at a time. I was like, You could do that with a steak too, but yeah, I guess like elephant <laughs> Yeah, point. I mean I, I guess. Like I feel like that's any how do you take two bites at a time? I mean, you just keep biting without swallowing, I guess. But I feel like most things are one bite at a time if you're not trying to choke. Right. So, <laughs> so my Very first true. question, man, I got to I gotta hit you with this first question, man. I'm like, who is Jason Drake? 
so that's a tricky question. Um, I guess Jason Drake, you know, if we're talking about it as who am I as an individual, uh, performer through and through. Uh, I like to entertain whatever it is. Um, you know, I found wrestling after music. Uh, I did music for years. Uh, I write. I do photography and stuff. I just like to create. Um, and so wrestling is one of those realms where it's, I know we think of it as being very athletic. Uh, Cause it is, it, you know, your body goes through so much uh, in wrestling, but the ability to create within wrestling is really cool too. So uh, I'd say Jason Drake is an entertainer and a creator and a performer um, as a character though. Uh, you know, Jason Drake just wants to go out there and hear the crowd roar. Um, when I'm playing the face, uh, it's more about like, I want to hear the crowd roar. I'm going to go jump off the, the highest thing I possibly can go do whatever number of flips I can. Like, you know, my, my repertoire moveset is very flashy. Um, I made it that way to sort of elicit a response without having to go and be like, I'm going to go to the top rope and do a triple backflip, break my neck. I'm like, I'm going to save that for the, for the more athletic guy, but I'll go out there and I like to hit some flashy stuff, uh, some sling blades, some flipping neck breakers, some, you know, just different stuff. Um, but when I'm a heel, uh, it's kind of like an inverse of that. As much as I'm willing to go out there and work for the crowd as a, as a face, uh, as a heel, when Jason Drake breaks that ring, he feels like you should be cheering for him. And if you're not, he's immediately pissed off. Like, he's, he's giving it to you. He's giving it to the ref, giving it to the crowd, like whoever it is. Um, that's the heel Jason Drake. Like, he's, why aren't you cheering at me? Or if you're booing at me, you're pissing me off, and I'm going to let you hear about it. <laughs> I like it. Pardon uh, me. Allergies, brother. They are a nightmare. It's gonna be like something like off of us. Was that movie Hitch? Where he's just like <laughs> Oh dude, I'm not I'm not that bad. Sipping on the Benadryl when his eyes all one side like one dude, puffy ear. <laughs> yeah, one puffy ear, puffy side of his face. I thought that was like one of my favorite insults of like all time when Ava Mendes goes. Yeah, I know this new restaurant is called. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's a good one. That was a that was a good movie. We were just talking about that because I was at a wedding last night, and we were trying to explain like the groom's dance level, and my buddy and I both can kind of dance. I I blame it on the fact that I was a musician, so I can dance. He's just got groove, but our buddy, who's the groom, Charlie. We're trying to explain to my buddy's girlfriend, like, his dance level. She's like, how bad is it? I was like, it's not really bad, but I was like, just think Kevin James when Hitch is trying to go over the dance moves, and he just keeps, like, busting out the dice and the sprinkler and the Q-tip. I said, that's that's Charlie (laughs) making the pizza, making the pizza. Like, that's that's Charlie on a dance floor and he did not disappoint. Like he sure enough, he busted out all of it. And I remember I looked across the wedding, looked across the dance floor at her and I went, I told you, I told you. <laughs> but so it's funny that you bring up the hitch. Cause I was just talking about it two days ago on Saturday. I have a good friend. We were in the military and um, he like me, I, I can dance. Like I have some groove and actually Chaz, our mutual friend, can attest to this because at his yeah. wedding, like I was in his his groom's dance party. But um, when we so back when I was in Hawaii, um, 
my buddy Mike, he was from the sticks of Sacramento and he would always talk about, he's like, oh, I just want to be able to dance like those guys in the movies. And we're like, bro, your dance step right now is just 90 degree elbows and six to the right, six left. Don't get crazy. This is, <laughs> that's, that's your only zone for right now. And uh, by, I mean, my damn man, like by the time we left Hawaii, bro, my man was like, Hit B boy stances. Oh, you know, four okay. years of being on the island. I was like, all right, bro. Like, you're on another level. Of, hey, man, like, <laughs> if you can get there, you go for it, right? He's all like showing off for girls, talking about. He's like, yeah, I'm into hip hop dance, and this is what I do. I was like, bro, you don't know dick about dance. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> like, so how did how did you get into the sport, man? Um, so it's, it's funny. Uh, as I said, I didn't really, um, I didn't start in, in wrestling as far as performing and entertaining. I started in music. I was a front man for a band, uh, jumping around from band to band from the time I was 15 to the time I was about 20, um, maybe 21, somewhere in there. Uh, but what ended up happening was my band broke up at the time. Uh, it was very frustrating because, you know, when you put in, like it was like three years, three and a half years. We we'd gotten an EP going. Uh, second EP was in the works. Um, we were planning on doing a tour up and down the East Coast. We'd opened up for some label uh, bands and label shows, like tour dates in the local areas. So that was really cool. Uh, and then just to have like three or four members be like, "Yeah, you know, we don't really want to do it anymore." It's just like, "Oh, okay." Like that's all my, well, I, I still want to do it. And they're like, well, we don't want it anymore. And it's like, well, you can't do anything. Then. So right. Um, right. I haven't found another band yet. Still looking around. Uh, and I've been watching wrestling from the time I was about 10 or 11. Uh, I was just, you know, son to the old eldest son of a single mother. So fitting in wrestling, trying to watch it was very tough, especially as growing up in the nineties, like your mom didn't want you watching the attitude era, especially not as a single mother. Cause my brother would have been hit with so many like chairs and thrown into stuff if I'd gotten a hold of it when I was young. So, I mean, I see what she was saying. Um, but I, I knew what impact was. I knew what WWE was. Well, my buddy Rayburn, uh, Nick Cortisis, the, the wrestling fans will know him as Rayburn. Uh, I knew from college, he and I both went to Carroll community college and he told me they did wrestling. I always thought that was so cool. Uh, and we'd just been talking about a time when I was going to be able to come see him do it. Just hadn't lined up, you know, just schoolwork, you know, all kinds of tests, finals, midterms, all that crap. Uh, just busyness, uh, work, what have you. Um, so fast forward, I show up at this party with a girl I was talking to at the time. We're still friends. Uh, my buddy Hillary. Show up at this party. Uh, and down the steps comes Rayburn, like an hour and a half into us hanging out there. Me kind of meeting, mangling a couple people. Uh, I know a couple from school, not many others, don't really know anybody. Well, down comes Rayburn, and I go, what are you doing here? And he goes, this is my wrestling trainer's house. Like, what are you doing here? And I went, BS. And Nick goes, no, dude, I trained him to wrestle, because Nick Taylor, it was his house we were at. Uh, I met him that night, and I was kind of just starting to meet him when Rayburn walked down. And he goes, yeah, I trained him to wrestle. I went, BS. This is Nick Taylor, a.k.a. Sickened, for all the wrestling fans. Uh, and I went BS and he goes, I've got a ring in my backyard. I went BS and he goes, grab your beer and let's take a walk. Should sure enough, take a walk back there. I see the skeleton of the ring is set up. 
um, which is just, you know, the, the metal, the side rails, the, the cross beams and the posts. Uh, none of the wood, none of the, you know, canvas or pads, anything like that that's all in the, in the shed. And I went, whoa. And he goes, so you like wrestling? Yeah. And I went, yeah. He's like, who's one of your favorites? I was like, Jeff Hardy. Cause I was like, you know, dude coming out, tatted up to a rock song, going out, flipping off something. I was like, that's, that's awesome. So he, he was always my favorite. And Nick goes, well, next time you want to play Jeff Hardy, you let me know. We train on Sundays. Uh, fast forward about a month later you know, kicking it around, just kind of, you know, I hit him up. I said, Hey, you guys training today? He said, yeah. Went out there, rest is sort of history at the end of the training. He said, you picked this up a lot faster than a lot of the people that I train. It's this much money. If you want to you do this, uh, you know, let me know. And I just stuck with it. And I said, you know, why not give it a shot? I was frustrated at, you know, not being able to get on stage with a band. Um, and I was looking for a, another creative outlet. And I'd always loved wrestling and just the athleticism, the showmanship, just, it looked like so much fun, like being a character too. Um, and, you know, as, a, as even at 21, like I knew, even though it was like staged, like I knew it was theater, like I knew people got, even though I knew they got hurt, like I knew it was a story. So I thought I could really have fun with it. Um, you know, just telling stories, uh, you know, being creative, all that stuff, you know, and then uh not to my own horn I was always like that one kid that would go and flip off something when I was younger so like sure enough I yeah. messed with I messed with sickened very quickly um we started having fun is like very much lucha style um but sort of that's how I found the business um you know all at that time all I knew was WWE and I knew an impact or TNA I don't remember which one it was at the time I knew that um and Nick handed me a DVD and went, this is what indie wrestling is. Watch this and bring it back. And it was uh, PWG, Steen Wolf. And the, like, the final match was like the El Generico, Kevin Steen, Ladder War number three or whatever. And it just was like, blew my mind. I was like, where was all this on WWE? These guys are crazy. And so I just wanted to just, you know, more and more and more, as much as I could get, uh, you know, I started rating Nick's DVD cabinet closets everything he had like the big he had like four or five like those big giant uh you know disc cases and I was like yeah I'm just taking these <laughs> like e everything everything I could pick up everything I could learn I just started like eating it all up and just you know as much as I could get I like so, it. I mean, uh, it's uh it's long but that's that's kind of how I found the business and got got into it <laughs> Man, listen, this is, this is your this is your show. Like, I, I'm just here to facilitate. Like, you could tell oh, me the story. You could be long winded about it. I don't really care. I'm just enjoying what I get to hear. It's it's funny though, man, because like even for me, right? Because you mentioned second, right? Mm -hmm. And like, and we we train together, so obviously. And for what sure. makes it funny was like I so I've always been a fan of the business, and I just randomly met a friend at the gym. And he was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, he said, I'm a wrestler. And I was like, oh, like, like amateur. He's like, well, not exactly. It's like, like pro. And he's like, no. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So clearly now I now, know he's a backyarder. So he was like, yeah, but the point is I want to be able to person that you can jump off and then go into the pro if you want to. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then like, we kind of just left it at that. And then randomly I started seeing the grocery stores and I was like, no, what do you do? Where where are you at? And he was just like, Oh, I'm here. Come to their come to our show. 
So I was like, all right, cool. So I show up to this building and there's a ring and these guys are like going in there taking bumps and I'm just watching and I see a few people. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then like randomly one of the dudes, uh, Josh Dreamer was like, you don't, you shouldn't be here. He's like, I just want to tell you, you should go find uh, Nick. And everybody kept saying Nick. I was like, who the fuck is Nick? Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, then like, randomly at like one of the last shows right that the backyards were running i was with him and kindred showed up and kindred was like if you're gonna go pro it's time to go now and i was like oh okay and then van was like yeah i'll see you there on sunday and i was like i'll be there in january and then the first week of january came i hit up nick in like november and i was like hey man i'm gonna see you in in november because i want to just take some time to kind of like let stuff go and then I met Nick in January and uh, yeah, we started, I started training and I just, I never left. <laughs> hey man, I mean, it's funny because there's so many, so many people who I hear talk about uh, finding Nick at a show or they'd seen him wrestle. And it was always funny because I'm like, I was just drinking some beers with him and our other buddy showed up. He went, yeah, I teach him to wrestle. I'm like, no idea. He was a wrestling trainer. I was literally at his house for just like, a hangout bonfire party like you know like nick throws um and the ring was just like on the other side it was actually uh the way we set it up is to like the side of the shed like the side like right in front of the shed now it was all the way in the back corner where the uh trampoline used to sit so it was like way way back and you wouldn't be able to see it if you were just hanging out so i had no idea until he dragged me over it was just one of those things where it's just like you know things click you meet people um and yeah, like you said, uh, the wrestling business, like always card subject to change. I felt like that was my life at that point. It was like, all right, we're going to do music. We're going to do music. We're going to do music. And then I met my wrestling trainer and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is where I belong. Yeah. That, that trampoline, poor, that poor trampoline. Hey, uh, Jeremy, when you decide to watch this episode, thanks a lot of Showtime for uh, busting our trampoline. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Showtime Grimes. I used to do do my dives onto that. I haven't been able to practice dives in months. <laughs> Thank you. So Thanks. so kind. Thanks, bud. Then he wanted then he want to fix it. So I'm curious, man, because you've been in the business for a while. You did take a break for a little bit, and then you got back in. But I gotta know, man, what's the worst bump you've taken? Um. So there have been there have been a couple gnarly ones. Um. There was one that was like I've had a full-on knockout which was not fun um but I don't remember that one uh so I I don't know like obviously I don't remember what happened um I'll tell you what happened there there is like three maybe two bumps that were like really I noticed bad and then there were like two other ones in the last like year that have been like ooh. uh but a quick rundown so the worst one I think I took was the knockout um we were training and I was running a practice match for a promoter, um, just running it back with my buddy Joe. And one of my moves is a rough rider from the top. And at the time, I think I was using that as a finish. Uh, as I said, this is like, this is a while back. It's probably like three years in for me and I'm almost about eight years now. Um, so. I go for the rough rider and the spot is he's going to catch it and drop me into a sit out power bomb. 
well, you know how it goes sometimes, like the landing isn't always stable, especially when you're jumping from the top rope and someone's catching you in a move. It was kind of one of those, like, nor I, I, I caught and I landed a little awkward. And rather than setting, which isn't anything against him, sometimes it's just that you catch and you go, but I just landed funny. And so my balance was a little bit off. So when he whipped me down, my head whipped back and just, I don't remember the rest. The next thing I remember was walking to Nick's backyard, like walking to the back door to go in and grab some water and everything uh, with Mocha Steve. Uh, That's the next thing I remember. What they told me happened was they said I, and Mocha Steve was refing. uh, They said I kicked out. I looked at Steve. I said, I want to keep going. I sold up to the corner. And this is actually like we, I stayed somehow I don't know how this is because I know like sometimes in a match, like when I was real young, I'd get like, what's the next spot? What's the next spot? Apparently knocked out me can remember the spots and continue the match because I stuck to the scripts, even though I was knocked out. Um, So I take, I get knocked out. I kicked out. I tell this ref, I want to keep going. I get to my feet in the corner. Joe runs at me. I roll out of the way. Do like a little front roll out of the way. I run at him. He up and overs me to the outside on the apron. Turns around, does the whole like, oh, you know, I got him. Oh, crap. He's not done yet. Runs back in at me. I duck, give him the shoulder check. Slingshot my way into the ring and curb stomp him. And then I climb back to the top rope and I do the rough rider again. And I pin him one, two, three. Then I get out of the ring, and that's when Nick looked at me, and he's like, uh-oh. Like, gave me the old John Cena, like, hello, are you here? The old, can you see me? Can you see anything? Uh, and no, I was, like, lights on, no one was home. And he's like, yeah, take him, take him down. Like, sit him down. Like, make sure he's okay. And it was when they were walking me down to, like, go sit down and chill out. That's when I started coming to. And they're like, where are you? And I'm like, Nick's? What day is it? Sunday? What were you doing? I was like, jumping at joe they're like what do you remember i was like jumping at joe (laughs) i was like i don't remember anything else let's see the the next really big one i had was at acw atomic championship in pa i was wrestling one robbie marino or robbie illuminati from blackout whatever he's going by and um there was just a spot uh i remember we were talking about it and it was like he wanted me to turn myself inside out on a uh, on the the old the rainmaker gimmick, but we were dealing with a guy back then named Rock and Rebel, and I told Robbie I was like Robbie if you're gonna throw this move and you want me to backflip like I need you to give me your arm, uh, like because I need the the ability to like I need the free movement to to backflip, and Rebel was telling him to give me a shoulder because it was safer for him to give me a shoulder and it's just like. Dude, if I, and I told him, I said, if I hit your shoulder, I'm not, like, my body is not going to be able to, like, freely flip backwards. Like, I'm going to catch my legs or, or my hip on your hip, and I just don't think I'm going to get the free movement. So he's like, all right, I'll hit you with my arm. And I guess, like, either Rebel had said something before him after the match or whatever. But he goes, and he'd already haluva kicked my head off once. I love Robbie to death. But he was like, don't put your hand up. You'll be fine. I'll catch the shoulders. <laughs> like through my face i was like robbie i love you but oh my god <laughs> like, uh he goes for this rainmaker 
And I don't know if either he slipped or what happened, but like he gave me his shoulder instead of his arm. And I still went to try and whip the backflip. And instead it was like a, I spike pile drive myself, like unassisted. It was just my own body weight and everything was just head. I think I slurred my speech for an hour and a half and Nick was not very happy because he was ringside. He was managing uh, and he wasn't exactly thrilled. Uh, but, you know, accidents happen um, you, when you're moving full contact, you know, things, things happen. It's, it's, you know, you get one shot to try it. Like, I don't, as I said before, like, I don't, I don't blame anybody for it. It was just one of the things, you know, shit happens. Uh, you know, me and Robbie have wrestled since then in many a tag match and they've gone completely fine with no problems whatsoever. It's just, you know, one of those, one of those things, it's a wrestling business there. I always tell people, I'm like, there are guys who get paid millions and do this every night who have broken bones and botched. So like, we're going to have an accident or two here and there when we're out in this ring, just moving, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's bound to happen in, in the hundreds of matches we've done. So that was one where it was just like, Ooh, I remember getting like landing on my head and it was just not fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but as I said, I don't know if like, you know, Rebel had said something to him beforehand or if it was just one of those things where he was remembering Rebel said in the moment or what have you. Uh, you know, he's he's done that move a hundred times since and it always looks looks amazing. Uh still love Robbie. So um, you know, that's not me talking trash or anything. I don't want don't want anybody thinking that. Um so the third one I got was just a nasty power bomb an outbreak when uh just power bomb guy went up for it stumbled a little bit back went to shoot it down as he stopped he didn't get me all the way up kind of shot me down back of the head gimmick and then another one was this weekend power bomb from my boy beast man uh <laughs> i hit inadvertently i hit some legos that nick had dumped out and I wasn't planning to bump on legos that night and instead i ended up one Ron, like, flying teabagged me to the rocks on the outside of the ring because it was an outdoor bar show. Um, and there was just, like, it was gravel and rocks around the one side. And, of course, I was like, Ron, why did you tackle me on that side of the ring? He's like, that's what hard cam is. And I'm like, all right, fine. That's what hard cam is. So I guess you're going to, I guess you're going to flying nutsack me by hard cam because it was a West Coast pop. But, of course, all his weight is coming down. And I just went, thud, right on the rocks. And I just went, oh, my God, ow. Fast forward later that night, Ron drags me into the ring to go save Nick, and Beastman throws his bone, and I go, all right, cool, take the bump, it's just a bone, bump right onto Legos, and I was just like, ah, ah, I hate life, <laughs> then I get up, and I got powerbombed onto Legos again, and I was just, it was one of those things where it's like, after you've worked a match, and then you unexpectedly run into a match, after you've been like, you know, just hanging out, you're, you're uncalled, and you just run in, and you start taking bumps, like, unplanned, the adrenaline's not there yet, it just, I felt it all, um, so I think that was part of it, I think it was definitely part of it was the fact that, like, the adrenaline wasn't there, because I just ran the hell in unplanned, uh, but yeah, I just remember being like, I hate Legos, never again, Nick can keep the Legos to himself, I don't want any part of it. He could keep all the Legos. Like, I know, like, that's his thing. Everybody could tell me that, like, yeah, he's a Lego man. I'm like, good. Keep him. I don't want nothing to do with him. He's like, what about big? I was like, forget your big blocks. Forget everything, man. I don't want none of it. (laughs) And he swears up and down that they feel better than thumbtacks. Um, And so I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, (laughs) I've seen tons of people take thumbtacks. I haven't seen a ton of people take Legos. 
And I stepped on a Lego before because I've got siblings. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I've got a daughter and she leaves her Legos out sometimes. And it's hard at night to walk. And I just step on one. Bro, I want to curse at the sky. Like, I just. Oh, my God, yeah. I just want to run in her room and just throw Legos at her. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Fuck. (laughs) Just throw them on the ground. You walk across these at night when you can't see them. (laughs) You will know my pain. (laughs) You're like, you know what? I'm going to leave them outside of her bed so she has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Just. (laughs) Like, yeah, sucks, don't it? Yo, so it's funny because you mentioned certain somebody. We've had him on the show a couple times, actually. And uh, you mentioned him. Uh, and I've mentioned this to everybody. I was like, anybody who's worked in the DMV, right, uh, has this knack of knowing Ron Holiday. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I feel like every, a- every person has, like, a really good Ron Holiday impression. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I feel like it's really funny because – you know how when they did the whole like some other podcasts are like we're gonna do the the uh, the Dusty Rhodes impersonation. I feel like if you're a DMV podcast, you could do the. All right, everybody has it. Everybody has to do the Ron Holiday impersonation. Yeah, <laughs> Easy. everybody has to. Dude, I will never forget working him at Crazy Shays. And have I told you this story before about the time that I job like I lost to him? at crazy shays and or sorry i was supposed to lose to him it's one of the best stories i have of uh just once again card subject to change and more like in the back just learning to do things on the fly um so i haven't worked ron in this company before i've worked ron a couple times in battle royals and tag spots and this that and the fourth across the, the years up to this point but this is the first time uh, in this area, I think it was like Carlisle, PA, for Crazy Shay's company. Um, and it was like, I think it's Asylum Pro Wrestling. And it was like the first time I'd worked worked Ron. And he was a heel at the time. And so I called an easy, basic, simple heel, like, opening. I was like, to do. I was like, we'll go for the lot. And this is something that I do sometimes, just when I'm feeling like being a real jerk. And I'm like, I'm going to do easy and establish heel. And it's fun and simple. And everybody gets mad. Um, you go to lock up the face, the heel ducks face gets annoyed. Second time heel ducks face gets annoyed. Third time heel ducks face gets really annoyed, turns around exasperated. When he turns around the face or the heels waiting for him slap across the face. He'll talk smack for a minute and then gets like charged into the ropes or whipped off while he's talking smack, not looking at the heat face. Who's just like, just got slapped in the mouth. And of course, any good faces at that point, just going to fire up and like either give the dude some shots, whip them off something. So I call that spot with Ron. <clears throat> Mr. Ronald Holiday decides to blow out my eardrum with this slap because he cups his hand over my ear. And when I say it sounded like a gunshot went off, I'm not exaggerating. It hurt like hell. I put my head down, and I'm pretty sure Ron immediately knew that he'd effed up because I tackle him into the ropes, charge him into the ropes, and I whip him off, and I go to throw the drop kick. He early bumps it. I go to throw the second drop kick. He early bumps it again. So at this point, I'm like, he's running. He knows I'm trying to kick him. (laughs) 
So we call the second drop kick. He's going to powder the, <laughs> powder the outside.
What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.